This is your city. This is your city wants to know. We want to know the background, the heartbeat of what makes up our beautiful cities. We dig into the backstories from the struggles to the successes of our local entrepreneurs, small business owners, artists, not-for-profit organizations, and the many, many people who make up the intricate tapestry of our communities. Real people, real stories, by you and for you. But wait, that's not it. I love giving my opinion. Just ask anyone who knows me. We can't get enough of the honest, gritty feedback of places that we spend our hard-earned money. I'll give you the good, the bad, and the ugly of the places I eat, sleep, and visit. Disclaimer, my opinion, my opinion only. All right, so come on, let's get to it. Hello, and thank you once again for joining me, Kim, your host on This Is Your City. Today we have a great guest, and I really, really want you to get to know him a little bit better. He's not just a guest to me, he's also a friend, but he has a title. He's got a very nice title, I might add. <laughs> My friend Ryan Copert is the area director of Stony Creek Toastmasters. You might say, what's area director? Well, he's going to explain that. But in doing some research in that, I did learn that the title used to be called governor. It's very posh governor of Stony Creek, but he is the area director of Stony Creek Toastmasters, and he's well known in the to Toastmasters world, not only because he's a professional speaker, and his passion, his passion for speaking is quite interesting to me, and he's going to talk to us about that. He is a teacher for leaders. He teaches leaders how to be leaders, because we all know there is a need for people to learn how to lead properly. So help me say thank you. Welcome, Ryan Copert. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you taking time out. How are you? I'm doing great, Kim. Thanks for having me today. Awesome. Do you like how I did that research and it used to be governor? Very posh name. <laughs> that, that, that is. Uh, it's wonderful that you took the time to do that research. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to joke around. It's back when uh, Toastmasters used to have royalty. Uh, yeah, Royalty. Yeah, so governor. I, oh. I, but you're the area director. But before we get into any of that, I want to ask you a couple questions, okay? Have you ever done the CN Tower ledge walk or the edge walk around the CN Tower? No, I have not. Would you do it? I would do it. It's sort of on the bucket list. That and actually doing the CN Tower stair climb. That was one thing I wanted to do as well. For those, of, for those, I'm just going to let people who are listening maybe not know what the CN Tower Edge Walk is. You've probably seen it on TV. It just mortifies me even thinking about it. But they put you on this harness, and they attach you to the CN Tower, and you can kind of like go over and look over the edge. And you can walk around, and you're out in the open. There's no fence. You're attached to the outer rim of the CN Tower. No, thank you. The reason I asked that, Ryan, it might seem kind of like an odd question, but it's a fear that most people have. A lot of people have the fear of, of heights, and they have to see somebody like standing on the top of a building is one thing, but to actually even attempt to like lean out is just a whole other thing. But that's a fear you don't have, and I'm, I'm quite interested. Well, at least you said you would do it, and you didn't say it wasn't a fear. 
Because statistically around the world, the number one fear for people is public speaking. It's true. Second to it is death. (laughs) So, I don't know. Uh, Ryan, you're a public speaker, and you don't have a fear of that. You're you're a professional speaker, as a matter of fact. Hmm. You don't have a fear for that. Did you ever have a fear for public speaking? Always. You you start off like like anything when you try to – Try to do public speaking. You, you, you all, you're going to have a fear. You're going to fear the butterflies in the stomach. You're going to not want to do it. And it, it takes that. It takes a while to get over that fear and to, to build that confidence. And even now, like as as till today, I still get a little bit of that fear and that apprehension before I begin to speak. But you you you, you were able to push through it and like just continue fear. on. Sorry. It's like a healthy fear. It's a good fear. It's a good fear. So a fear of public speaking, your area director of Toastmasters. So a lot of people may not know what Toastmasters even is. And so they're asking themselves, why is she asking this guy about his fear of public speaking or fear of heights? How about you start us off by delving right in and telling us what Toastmasters International, Toastmasters Stony Creek, what is it? So Toastmasters is a is an international organization. You can find it all around the world. We've got 300,000 members, 15,000 plus clubs. We're pretty much in almost every country in the world. And you would find a Toastmaster club and you would go there to improve your communication skills, primarily to work on your public speaking skills, to get over that fear of public speaking. But we're more than just all about communication and getting over that fear of public speaking. There's a second thing that Toastmasters helps you with, and that's leadership. We're both an organization that focuses on teaching and building future communicators and leaders of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's not just personally, when I first learned of Toastmasters, I was under the impression that it was to help people not have a fear of public speaking. But It is so much more than that. It is building leaders. It is helping you overcome fear of public speaking, but also developing many, many skills that are needed for public speaking. And if you can, can you break down a typical meeting? You said it's all over the world, Mm -hmm. every country in the world. So it doesn't matter where you are. Somebody somewhere in a business. um, Well, how about this? I met a person who joined Toastmasters because they were going to speak in front of a wedding. They got asked to speak at a wedding and they were terrified. And so they joined Toastmasters for that purpose. The wedding went off. She spoke like a, like a pro and she, she told Toastmasters, she told the, the crew at Toastmasters because of the help that they gave. So it's not just helping you have no fear of public speaking developing your leadership skills but let's break down a meeting let's break down a meeting right now if somebody were to come into toastmasters what would they see they see uh right now uh, because of uh, because of the pandemic around the world you'd be mostly attending your meetings virtually but what you're so you're going to see a lot of people like we are back and forth right now on zoom what you'll see is you'll see a very structured meeting 
Uh, everybody gets up, they speak to a specific item, and we go through an actual meeting agenda. And on that meeting agenda, there can be a number of different things that we do. You can have someone who's going to do a toast, someone who's going to tell a joke. There could be someone who's going to provide an educational tip. But the, the big core and the structure of our meetings is there's actually three things that make up a Toastmasters meeting. Uh, one is what we call table topics. And we like to have interesting table topics. We, we give all of our members a chance to participate in what we call impromptu speaking or sort of sort of improv. We have an opportunity, everybody gets a chance. We'll speak for about one to two minutes on a given topic. It gives them a chance to get up there, practice their speaking skills, and be part of the part of the club experience, even if they're not ready to fully dive into, into Toastmasters, which is doing the speeches. We have what we call pathways, and pathways is our educational program. And you do projects and pathways, and they're usually about five to seven minutes on a particular topic or subject matter related to public speaking communication. And that's the big meat of it is you, you do the prepared speeches. So you will prepare a speech based on, you might be doing research, you might do a PowerPoint presentation, you might be doing something on vocal variety, gestures, mannerisms. It depends on what the project's focusing on. Some focus on leadership and communication styles as well. And you get up and you practice your speaking for five or seven minutes. So just one sec, sorry. So you said improv speaking, this table topic. So basically you have no time for prep really, right? It's not like you've prepared ahead of time and you're coming into this meeting. This is a topic that is given to you and you have one minute or so to just speak on it. Like that could be terrifying for a lot of people, but I suppose it's a good introduction, right? It's a great introduction. And a lot of the times people have a lot of fun with it. It can be quite humorous. People can get up there and they could, they, they play with it. You know, you can get up there and you start talking about something and they could stutter off and people just have a good laugh at it. They're like, okay. And um, yeah, I think I'm done with this. So I'm going to sit down now. And <laughs> everybody just has a, it's a great fun experience where people joke around and it's, it's a great way of getting your feet wet. Right. By doing it. It can be it can be challenging at first, but it's definitely a great way to get started. And then it goes deeper into it where you're saying that there's different pathways. So you have a five to seven minute around there kind of prepared speech. So you're you're choosing some sort of path, whatever it is you're you're interested in, whatever it is you're you're trying to accomplish, and you may have a subject for that, and then you go prepare it and bring it to the people. So you you would you would set up a time that you would come to a meeting and you're going to give a speech. So after you've done your homework, you've prepared your speech, you practice it. Now you get an opportunity to actually practice your speech in front of an audience. Mm. That that is the scary part. And that is the big core of, of, of what a Toastmasters meeting is, is, is doing these prepared speeches. But the great thing about it is, is Toastmasters is a positive, supportive environment. Because there's a third element that is core structure to any Toastmasters meetings, and that's called evaluations. 
So you have an evaluator that actually evaluates how you did on your speech. And they're not there. Judging you, kind of. Sorry? Judging you, in a sense. No, actually, it's not really judgment. They are there to build you up. Their primary focus is to help you become better, to build you up, build up your self-confidence. And that's what... That's the core of what the, what, what the evaluator does for you. They'll take a look at your speech and they'll tell you what they, you did well, what you did excellent, what they loved about your speech, what they thought was funny. They'll tell you everything that was great about your speech. And even people who, who start out just doing a speech for the first time, they may think that they're terrible at it, but they realize they've got some hidden talents that they don't really realize. Right. They might be a good joke teller or a good storyteller. And the evaluator will point that out to help them build up their confidence and, and build up their skills, as well as to give growth points. Now, this isn't criticism, and that, I want to be clear on that, because we're not about tearing people down and criticizing what we're doing. We're looking at what they're doing and, and suggesting that, hey, you could do this a little bit better, or you might want to work on this. You know, some, some examples of growth points might be you know, memorizing your speech. That's pretty simple. That, that proves a constant. Uh, making eye contact is very important in speech as well. And the other thing is, is you can add something as simple as hand gestures and movements or change the tone of your voice or make it really, really soft. And that can add a huge impact on your speech and just simple little items that they, the evaluator can suggest to help you grow and become better. I think that's probably paramount because like you said you 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 lift up you tell them what was great because sometimes we we are really good at something and we don't realize it because of our insecurity so having other people point those out is just amazing but i love the critique because on the same end of the spectrum or different end of the spectrum we don't know what we don't know so let's just say we we tend to talk kind of like this because we're kind of scared that person that evaluator can say hey that was so great but you know just bring your voice up a little bit so people can hear you or like you said make eye contact that's that's hard for a lot of people to go look at somebody in the eye and then you just forget everything memorized so you know growth points we've all heard of the uh, picture everybody naked <laughs> right and that might help you with your speech, but having somebody positively critique and tell you, oh, maybe you could do this, this is a growth point. I think that is probably paramount in giving any speech because you don't want to go wherever you're going in front of a crowd and do something you don't really realize you're doing that's taking the attention off of what you came to say. Does that sound about right? Yes. I think that's, that's amazing. I think that's a great point that Toastmasters has. And it allows, it allows everybody to develop those skills because evaluating is a skill. It is. And it's also there, a skill. There is what we call, we call it evaluate to motivate. That, that's that's the goal of it. I love that. Now, you mentioned that Toastmasters meetings are very structured. Why is that? So, well, if, if, you, don't have, <laughs> if you don't have structure to a meeting, it, it descends into chaos, and I don't know if you've ever been to some work meetings. They can be less than 
organized and, and nothing gets done. So big part of uh, our meetings, one, to have structure to make sure that we achieve all of our goals, what we're going to talk about, what we're going to do in the meeting. The other thing is to practice time management skills. That's you know, another core core fundamental of Toastmasters is we, we really work on making sure that we do have our timing right. So if you were speaking a five to seven minute speech, you only have five to seven minutes. You know, you might go under, you might go over, but you're always working to make sure that your speech is structured in a timely manner. Wow, yeah. It teaches a lot. It teaches a lot. Like you said, you can do a PowerPoint. It teaches you how to do that properly. You know, there are so many different things that a Toastmasters, different pathways. People have been in Toastmasters for a very long time. It's also a social social get-together thing, if you will. You learn a lot, but the people are amazing. Everybody's there for the same reason, right? To grow, to learn. And so the people, like, they can come in, so like bowling, for instance. You know, you're part of a bowling league. You go out with your buddies, your friends, your groups, your partners, and you can bowl for years with the same people. Mm -hmm. so come and go. Toastmasters, although it's teaching and growing and learning, it's also a social thing that many people value and depend on just to keep their psyche and their happiness going. How long have you been a member of Toastmasters? Ooh, I start doing the math now. <laughs> uh, this January, it'll be uh, consistently, I've been doing it for, for six years. I've actually known about Toastmasters for probably about almost 20. Wow. I actually got involved. They have, sometimes they run a, what they call a youth leadership program. And they go in and they teach, it's usually about high school kids. It can go anywhere, I believe, from age 12 to 18. And they teach, essentially, kids how to do public speaking. And it gets them, yeah. So later on, before we go, we'll, um, we'll kind of get some information because I think that's important. There might be a lot of people out there who, can, who really didn't know about the youth programs or something that Toastmasters offers, and they can contact you if need meet, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So also let's get, okay, so area director, we talked about that right away. What is an area director? You've got a very important position. What is it? What is it? What well, is that, it? Uh, <laughs> that is a question I ask sometimes. What, is, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> so in Toastmasters, what we have is we, we focus, the other element is a, a leadership element. And we give people opportunities to, to move up into the ranks and take on even greater and larger leadership roles. Uh, at the club level, you can be a club president and you can and, and run a club and be an executive in the club. The next step up from being a club president is what they call an area director. And you you you're actually given an area which is makes up about four clubs, depending on where you are in the world, and you look after four clubs. So you make sure that they get the training that they need, the help, the support. Uh, you let them know about changes that's coming down with Toastmasters International. You do meetings, uh, brainstorm sessions. You can do all kinds of different things with your areas. You're there as an area director to support those four clubs in being Toastmasters clubs so that they're, that they're running effectively at the best that they can be. So 
anything that they need, they can contact you, yeah. right? If they, you're the area director of, of a whole bunch of clubs, four possibly in your area. Yeah. And so if though you go in and you liaise between the four clubs, make sure that they're doing everything um, up to Toastmaster standards, but also if they need any help, right? You can go and just give advice because, you know, you've been president how many times? I, I've only actually really been president of a Toastmaster Club once. Thus far. Thus far. Thus far. <laughs> so you are ahead. I don't want to say ahead, but you're ahead, right? Like the presidents come to you and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we need. And, and you kind of su supply that support to them. Would that be? <clears throat> so that they may come to me and they may, maybe the, the club is struggling and they have a, a low membership and they're not they're having struggling with their meetings they may approach me and they may be like hey we need we need to get a club coach in here and uh, a club coach will come in and help them get back on track as sort of like back to brand so help them to you know help them coach them and what it takes to get new members what it takes to, to to work the toastmaster program so that would be one thing that you would do as as an area director uh, one one important thing that you do as an area director is a contest. Every every club and in the world participates in what we call the the international speech contest. Mm. So it's and then if, if you make it all the way to the world stage, you can become the international champion of public speaking. Wow! And uh, at the club level, every club has a contest. And then it moves up. It goes from the club to the area. So as an area director, I host and put on that contest for all my clubs so they can, so that somebody, one of their members may move up to the next level. And there's actually another level. There's a division level. And then it goes up to what they call a district level. And right. then there's a re regional level semifinals. And then you go up to the international stage. That's crazy. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. I heard you say greater growth happens outside the club. That's exciting. So tell me what you mean by that when you say greater growth happens outside of the club. So there's, there, I, I would think that there's both two different things in that, in that respect. The, the first thing is when you, you kind of get into a Toastmaster club, you can get very comfortable. So, you, you, everybody's used to your jokes and everybody's used to uh, you speaking. So, you know, after a while, everybody's like, oh, you're amazing. You're wonderful. But you don't really, you know, you don't really know if you are amazing or wonderful. You need to take that skill and talent that you fostered and developed in your club and go to different clubs or go out and do speeches okay. in public. And that will give you an opportunity to see how well you're actually doing growth wise if you need to work and grow even more. Right. What's the second one? The second one. So it's a, so the second one is actually, I touched on it, it's actually growth. So you, you first get a, an opportunity to see how far you've come along by stepping outside the club. The next part is, is, to, is to see how much you, how further you want to grow. You know, right. are your, is your storytelling the best that it can be? Are your hand gestures and moments the best that they can be? Are you that master of the table topics? Can you really do really good impromptu speaking? Oh. So it gives you an opportunity to 
grow even more if you want to. Now, some people, some people, it's quite fine for you to join a Toastmaster club and to grow to the point that you can give a speech at a wedding. That may be all that you want to do, and that's that's right. fine. And there are some people who may want to want to grow a little bit more in the sense of they they want to get really good at doing presentations for work. Maybe that's part of their job. They do they travel the world or the country doing sales presentations. So they want to make sure that they're really good at that. And then you've got some people who who want to become, you know, professional public speakers and become the world champion of public speaking. So they've got that opportunity to grow even larger. Well, it makes a lot of sense to growth happens outside of the club. Like you just said, if somebody's joining because, you know, they do a lot of, of speaking within their company and maybe, you know, they've been promoted and have to travel and that brings some fear into them because now they have to speak to people they don't know, not just people within their own company doors, right? So they join Toastmasters, they gain these skills, they gain confidence. And so now outside of that club, they're actually traveling with their company and just rocking it because of what they've learned at, at Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Now, what do you think of, well, you mentioned this a few minutes ago, Right now, because of the way the world is, everything's going virtual, right? Like now we're doing Toastmasters, just like what you and I are doing. And what's the benefit of, of that? What, let's go with the two benefits, okay? So there'll be benefits of, of in-person, face-to-face, in like a club, let's say, and the benefits of doing it like this Zoom. What, let's start with Zoom. What benefits is it to have that? To have that. A lot of... We are we are shifting towards a virtual world now more than ever. There's been a huge demand to be able to everybody to be able to sit down in the same room and to to have a meeting. And because we because we're not all in the same room at any given time, we can't get together. A virtual meeting is there, and this isn't this this actually isn't new. We've had conference calls. True. <laughs> so this is like the the next step up. You're no longer. And on a phone, you're in person in video with people. So this gives you an opportunity to, to well, practice your video presentation skills and to increase yeah. your, to increase the quality of uh, presentation that you give over video. You know, uh, that's part of it. So you you grow professionally in that respect. Yeah, I would think too. With you were saying, Toastmasters is all over the world. It's other clubs, other members from different parts of the world to join in. Like we could join Pakistan if we wanted to in in an evening. We could go to Russia if we wanted to and join a meeting. I think that's pretty cool. It's kind of like our world has opened up. That, that's one of been one of the greatest benefits that we've seen this this past. Well, you know, one of the great things that have kind of come out of COVID for us is this this international community is now open up to us where we're able to attend meetings anywhere in the world. I actually attended training in, in South Africa. Wow. I got some training in South Africa. We've had members visit our clubs from all over the world, from Pakistan, from I believe England, Australia, different places. And some of it is, is a bit of a challenge. You'll actually see some people are actually Toastmasters are challenging themselves now. Some have gone to every 52 all every state in the in the United States, 
Some people in Canada have gone to every province. No, so, and there are even people who are trying to go to every club in every country in every world. So oh my gosh. That's exciting. That's a challenge to put on yourself. Wow. Different time zones. You'd have to be up like <laughs> all hours of the morning sometimes, I would think. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, Ryan, let's, let's get to you. I'm not letting you escape. <laughs> so, okay, you're area director, you're a public speaker, you're a professional speaker, but one thing you do that you have a passion for is you, you lead leaders, you teach leaders how to lead. And I think if we're all being honest, we've all been somewhere where our leader or the leader in a situation was a bit lackluster, was... I mean, there's all kinds of leaders and there's all kinds of learners. So you lead leaders, you teach leaders how to be good leaders. Can you just lead us through that a little bit? <laughs> that, that's, that is a good question. Leading leaders is there, there's, there's, there are different tiers of, of sort of, there's like a three tier of leadership. First, you learn how to lead others. Then you learn how to lead leaders. And then when you've grown up to the point where you've amassed enough, enough experience, you need to share that experience and train other leaders. Because the only way that we're going to you know, make better, better leaders is if, if we actually train better leaders ourselves. So that's one of the things that we really got to work towards is, is building better leadership out there. And that's, that's when you're on your leadership journey, the, the worst thing you can do is, is not train someone else and help to grow someone else along the way because you, you don't realize that that someone else needs help to grow and become a better leader. And that person who you, you teach and you train is actually responsible for other people. And when you grow that leader, you that benefit of that better leader goes to everybody. It's right. not something that just gets stuck. It does doesn't stagnate. Right. It, everybody benefits from better leadership. I don't remember who said it. Um, but I don't remember who said it. But there is a saying, and many people have probably heard it, that the sign of a good leader is how many leaders they've raised up. So, like you said, if there's nobody being raised up around you, within your circle, or whatever it is you do, you know, because a lot of people, they don't want people to be better than them. They want to be the top priority, right? Mm -hmm. But you, to be a good leader, you have to raise leaders. And you hope that they become better than you because that's a good sign of how good of a teacher you are. And, and you are known in the, in the Toastmasters world as somebody who does that quite well. You are humble enough, you step back, and you lead leaders. Because you see the vision of, you can't say, you just said it, you can't say stagnant. There's got to be people coming after you because then it stops with you. And then where are we, right? And, and you're well known in, in the community as being able to do that very well. So that's good on you. And I think Toastmasters benefits from people like you. Because there's a world of people out there looking to better themselves. And they need to get good mentors. And there's Ryan Cooper. So... <laughs> What do you plan on doing with that? What's coming in the future with, for you, Ryan? What do you What do you look 
looking at when you look forward? So what I'm looking forward now is I'm, I'm looking forward to developing uh, an, educa an educational program to, to help teach leaders. I'm looking to hopefully do my own TED Talk down the road, as well as I'm setting up my own uh, YouTube channel. And I'm working on creating content for that channel, something to, to sort of entice people to become better leaders that's relatable to everyone and at the same time sort of teaches. It's, want to have some fun with it. I want it to be funny and relatable, but I also want to teach so right. that way people can get it. And that's leading leaders is difficult because you, you have a lot of personalities, right? And leaders tend to have strong personalities. So that could possibly develop conflict with personalities. But again, a good leader knows how to deal with that. Is something, is that something you would teach on how to deal with different personalities and avoid conflict? It's a good question. Conflict resolution uh, may not necessarily be my forte, but it's it's something worth worth developing and looking into. Uh, you know, everybody is everybody has their own unique uniqueness that makes them who they are, and that doesn't make them a bad leader. It just makes them. That's a good question. <laughs> there, the, hmm. Oh, stop here, Kim. Oh, you got me. Go no, good, I know you're good, just good, trying good. to choose your words properly because I put you on the spot, but, you know, we all know. We've all seen sucky bosses, okay? I'm just going to say it. I'll say it for you. <laughs> We've all seen sucky bosses who don't know their audience. They only know how to teach one way. So that's that's the big thing. Yeah, you you get into to, into bad bosses who have that type of. It, it's the problem I see out there right now is a lot of people are terrible leaders, and a lot of it it isn't really their fault. Is that they've never been trained, they've never been taught properly or they've had a terrible person who wasn't really a leader, who should have never been in a leadership position, teaching them how to be a leader. Right. And, and that's, you, <laughs> that, can be, that can be challenging. It's sort of, you, you, you have to understand that these people are, they may be a bad boss, but they're a bad boss for a reason. It's right. It doesn't they, mean that they're terrible people. They just don't know how to lead. They just don't know how to lead. And that's where I, I come in. Because I, I come in to, to show them that, hey, there's a better way of doing this. Because bad leaders often are people, are often individuals that are constantly having problems with people that they're leading. They're having problems with me, maybe productivity, with projects, workflow, everything. They're constantly surrounded with problems. So when you come in there and you be like, hey, maybe you need to change your leadership style. And then and you, you explain to them that if you change how you do this, then a lot of the problems that you're experiencing as a leader are going to go away because right. sometimes they have to realize that it's actually, they're the problem. <laughs> what bluntly? Of course, you got to tell them. <laughs> And not everything, and not everybody else. But you, you've yeah. got to be explained to them that you know what. If you've never been shown how to do it 
well, properly or the right way or a better way of doing it or how to find a better way of doing it, then kind of it's not your fault. So you've got to tell them, hey, you're a sucky boss, but at the same time, it's, it's not, not your fault. fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. You haven't been shown how to do this properly. Let's show you how to do it better. Let's show you how to do it properly. And I think because a lot of people higher up positions, I mean, all of us have ego. Every single one of us have ego. You know, some people have more of an ego. So to get to them, to let them know that it might be them, I like the way you approach that by saying, but it's not your fault. Because <laughs> that kind of takes them down a little bit where they don't get their back up thinking you're telling them they suck. You're not. You're just saying there might be a better way. Because all audiences are different. Each person learns differently. And so when you know your audience, you can kind of like focus how you're going to lead or teach depending on who your audience is. So, you know, you're not going to go into a factory. Typically, typically, you're not going to go into a factory and start using big numbers and, and acronyms to people who, who have no idea what you're talking about. And then you've lost them. Does that, that, is that right? Like just knowing your audience, I suppose, is a big deal. There, there, there is hugely a different approach to it. And that's where it comes down to is you, you don't want to be, in a sense, that's sort of like coaching. Coaching is you kind of go in there and you, you have a style and you like do it this way and do it my way. Right. You, you, what you need is you need mentorship. A mentor looks at you and goes, okay, I see your strengths. I see your weaknesses. I see who you are as an individual. Now I know how to grow you. I know how to teach you. I know how to make grow you. I know how to make, you know, show you the way and a better path. I love that. I love that. And do you feel in your own personal life, do you feel Toastmasters has helped you grow in this endeavor of yours of, of leading leaders? It, it really has. It, there's, or, or, presented me with a lot of challenges that I wouldn't have another otherwise have experienced had I've, you know, I, if I had have always been doing things the same way that I've been doing it, you right. wouldn't step up and you take on these larger leadership roles. You have to grow and lead in a different way. Uh, you know, leading a club, it's like, okay, Hey guys, we're going to do this. And everybody's like, okay, we'll do this. Then when you get up to, when you're leading four other clubs and you're like, okay, we're going to do this, people look at you and go, no, or they disagree with you. And so there's, there's a whole different challenge of how you approach, how you approach leadership. Right. It's, leading leaders is so much different than just leading, leading a group of people. Right. It's a, it's a challenge, and you stepped up to that challenge, and so good on you. I mean, it's hard for some people to get up in front of a meeting and do one-minute table topics on an impromptu speaking, let alone get up in front of four actual clubs full of people and, and speak. And that's, that's good on you, and that does say a lot for your, your willingness to learn and grow. And as you mentioned, a lot of evaluations within Stony um, – I keep saying Stony Creek because you're – area director of Stony Creek Toastmasters, but that helps you. That helps you grow. So for anybody out there, if you have a fear of public speaking, if there's something coming up in your life, a job change, a career change, a wedding, um, I, I don't even know. There's so many things that you could be doing that you feel 
you're not prepared for. Toastmasters, check it out. I mean, you can go on, is it, what is it, Toastmasters International? Would that would be where they go, or? I believe that the website, it should be toastmasters.org. If you go out to the primary website, and that'll bring you to Toastmasters International website, uh, up in the top right-hand corner, there's what they call a club finder, much like you would find for a store finder if you're looking for different right. companies. You can search and find any club anywhere in the world, and you can set it for clubs that are close to you. And you just message out to, you find a club close to you or wherever you want to go, you send a message to that club and you'd be like, hey, I want to check out your meeting. And they'll hook you up with a Zoom meeting link and tell you about the times and what to expect. And and, and a lot of clubs have different times. Some, some are an hour, some are an hour and a half, some are two hours. So it, it depends on what they're offering at that time. So you can check that out on the website too. Yeah, that, that's, that's actually a great point there too because, because now a lot of the clubs have moved virtually. You can sort of attend a club anywhere in the world. So if you want to have club first thing in the morning in the afternoon depending on where you are you can find that club anywhere in the world to do that that's awesome let's throw a few things out there for our listeners so i have a few on the top of my head and i'm sure you do this is impromptu so i'm just gonna i'm sorry for throwing this at you but um some of the pathways i'm gonna because there's a lot of people out there saying well i don't need that well i don't need that but i had a little bit of a brain deadness if that's a word a few trying to think of all these different things, the reason why people could use Toastmasters. And, and there's countless numbers. So let's just throw a few out there. I, I know for sure they teach you how to manage disruptive audiences. So you could be speaking in front of an audience and they're not, you know, maybe they're union workers. <laughs> they, so Toastmasters helps teach you how to manage disruptive audiences. Your turn. The teach you how to engage your audience. They do teach you how to engage. They teach you how to organize a group, bring a group together. Like, so the whole, a conference, let's say, cause you've done it. Yes. Teach you how to set up a conference. Like that's, ooh, that makes my heart pound right there. Just thinking about that whole responsibility, how to, Delegate a team. They teach you how to delegate a team. Delegate a team, yeah. They, they teach you well, organizational skills. And more importantly, they teach you organizations, organization skills and how to organize your speech and structure your flow. Yes. We already mentioned PowerPoint. They help you with PowerPoint. Oh, my gosh, why am I going so brain dead? They have like 100 pathways. Well, actually, there's 11. <laughs> okay okay wait wait they have there's 11 pathways but within that pathway there's different modules correct yeah there's five different levels within a path and then there's like there are mandatory modules and then there's elective modules and there could be like on one one level you could have 20 different electives you can choose from so hundreds <laughs> Oh, hundreds of opportunities for sure. <laughs> oh, 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 I know. They also teach you how to write a blog if that was your desire. They're, oh, they teach you how to do a panel interview. Oh, a panel interview. Yes, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. So moderator. Moderator, yeah. 
They teach you how to be a moderator. I mean, there's so many things. Like, it's not just, I have a fear of speaking. It's how to use all of these skills to get out there in the world and just show off your awesome self. Really, what you've already got inside of you, Toastmasters helps bring it out. That's good. We should, that's a good one. Toastmasters helps bring it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, I, I really appreciate you coming out and telling us about Toastmasters. I really appreciate you and all of you do, not just for area as area director for Stony Creek Toastmasters, because you do a lot more than that. You really, as a global aspect of Toastmasters International, you've got your hands in a lot of things. And I think Toastmasters is better because of it. And I'm not saying that to butter you up. I'm not saying that, you know, most a lot of our audience members or listeners won't know you. So it's not like I'm, but it's the truth. You are a valuable, valuable entity, person, commodity for Toastmasters. So thank you. Thank you for what you do in the community to bring it to the attention of people. And we're going to have um, the website. We're going to have... Um, Maybe, Ryan, if you want to send me something for people to get in touch with you directly if you want them through to through Toastmasters, and also personally as a leader of leaders. So if, if people wanted your advice and your coaching and your skills, they could contact you and you could do what you do on a professional basis with them. Would that sound okay to you? It sounds great. Sounds great. So again, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for joining us. Toastmasters international but brian coper area director of Stony Creek toastmasters thank you so much you're welcome and as for you my listeners i appreciate you so much every week you tune in thank you thank you for your comments thank you for your support keep tuning in every week we have new guests we have new content we have me ranting about whatever comes to my head my opinion and my opinion only so don't forget share like tweet follow call someone send a pigeon Just make sure you keep telling everyone that they should be listening to This Is Your City. Stay safe and stay blessed.